Looking to optimize your performance, grow your mind, and change your system? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Bold Base Performance Podcast. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Bold Base Performance Podcast. It's a new year, new decade, and a new episode. 2020, aka Perfect Vision. So we decided to discuss visions, resolutions, and goals. Did you know that only 4% of people actually stick with their New Year's resolution for the full year? Or that 3% of grad students who wrote down their goals out-earned the other 97% of their class who didn't combine? Well, tune into the episode to learn more as we dive into tips for achieving your goals and making 2020 the best year yet. Let's continue to grow together and change the system. Why do you, honestly, why do you think that so many people don't follow through with their New Year's resolutions? I think we're asking the wrong question. The question is, what are your goals? And the question should be, how are you going to achieve your goals for next year? So you're kind of skipping to the next step. But if you don't have a plan in place and an actionable plan that is achievable, realistic, and that you commit to, then the, the goal is almost irrelevant. Um, anyone can say they want to lose weight or get stronger or make more money or sleep better, but it takes another level of commitment and thought and preparation to have a plan in place for whatever your goal you're set. So I really think the question, we're asking the wrong question. People want to know what are your goals, what are your goals, what are your goals, but we're not asking how are you going to achieve your goals. And that's a much deeper thought. It's a much deeper conversation that a lot of people probably aren't interested in having. If you see someone at work or at Christmas or family reunion or whatever, you're probably not getting to that next level of conversation. You know, some people probably not even asking you what your goals are, much less how are you going to achieve them or why you want to achieve them. Mm-hmm. So I think that deeper level, people don't get to on their own, much less with the help of somebody else. And it, it becomes superficial at that point. I think, I think one of the things you said that was super important there was the why. And it's something that, I mean, a lot of people, let's face it, don't even feel comfortable sharing with people what their goals are for the year or, you know, much less the why of why they want that. And I think that you need to dive deep with yourself and understand the backing of why that specific goal or that New Year's resolution or whatever is important to you and write out like the meaning of that to you. So it's not just like, oh, I want to lose weight in 2020. Well, that's super vague. I mean, obviously make those goals measurable and something that you can strive right. for. But also why? Why do you want to lose the weight in 2020? Right. And everyone has a reason. They might be afraid to share it. They may not know the reason. But deep down somewhere, there's a reason for a lot of these goals, whether it's money or weight loss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to figure out that why, like you said. And you learn a lot more about yourself when you understand that why. Because sometimes that why might not even matter. You might be doing it for the wrong reasons. You might be trying to impress someone at work. You might be trying to lie to yourself that you'll feel better if you do this. You might understand that there's a deeper why. You know, you might think mm-hmm. the why is because you want to look better, but you really want to look better because you have, um, you're going on vacation and you want to impress everyone that you're around and you have to understand 
the psychology behind that in order to stick to that flannel butter. Yeah, and I think that you just, in general, I think you have to do a deeper like soul search on yourself of what is important and what do you want your life to look like in 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Because I think if you can build out a long-term mission or vision for your life, then the yearly or monthly or weekly goals become much more easily um, clear to you of what they are. And it doesn't have to be on January 1st. We just are talking about it because this is kind of when a lot of people set that. Um, it can be on November 13th or you know, at any time where you can do a deep dive on yourself and figure out what is important to me and what is it going to take for me to have the life that I want to have long term. The other thing with goals is going back to the date. If you can't do something about that today, however small it might be, then you have to reassess why you're setting that goal because you're already making an excuse why you can't work on it or start moving towards it. If you say, I'll start that on Monday, I'll start that next year, I'll start that whenever. If you can't do a little something, whether it, it could be just writing in uh, OneNote how you're going to achieve that goal, then you're just pushing off, you're making an excuse, and you're not gonna be ready when Monday comes, when next year comes. So having something immediately actionable can really help you get started towards that goal. And maybe the goal is too small, maybe the goal is too big, and you have to recalibrate that as time goes along. But for the short term, you really have to take action right away if you really want to be serious about what you're going after. Absolutely. And something that I think, I actually haven't done this before, but this is gonna be the first year that I try it, is I wrote out the goals for the year. I think I actually wrote them like early December or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I wanna do is at the end of every month, I want to have a check-in, whether it's with you or with Meg or whatever, or with myself, and just see how is my progress on reaching those goals? Where am I at? Write it down as far as like, if my goal is to, I don't know, whatever it might be, say like gain 10 pounds of muscle, then at the end of each month, I need to see like, am I on track? Am I falling behind? What do I need so that you can, like you said, recalibrate and figure out okay, what I'm doing so far isn't working. Is it something that's going to gain momentum and I'm going to get there? Is it something where I need to tweak something that I've done so far? Um, you know, whatever strategy to your point that you have to put in place. And going back to that example, let's just say 12 pounds of muscle you want to gain in a year. So that's one pound a month. It's not always linear, but if we, you're not going to gain 12 pounds in the last week of the year. Mm -hmm. So in January, you should probably have a pound. In February, you should have two. March, you should have three. Obviously, it's not always linear, so it might be up and down. But if you're zero, 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 zero gain first six months of the year, you're probably not on track. You, probably, you might have the wrong goal. You might have too big a goal, too small a goal, whatever. But with the check-in, you're making it more realistic. Like, okay, let's break this down. 12 pounds in a year, that's one pound a month. At January, I should be up one pound of muscle. I'm, kind of, I'm checking in with someone, doing the measurements, doing the calculations, figure out how I'm going to achieve that your success rate is much higher. And I think if nothing else, it gives you the opportunity to check in on your goal as far as what was important to you a month ago, three months ago, and see if it is even important. Because maybe March will come around at the end of March, and I'm like, you know what, why the hell do I care if I gain 12 pounds of muscle, right? And then I, I recalibrate, and I'm like, oh wait, the deeper of what I wanna do is I wanna, you know, get stronger for XYZ sport or be able to run faster or jump higher or whatever it might be and just try to continue to get deeper, deeper of the why, why, why 
And I think that makes a huge difference. And that should recalibrate or refine your process towards maybe it's a similar goal, maybe it's a little bit different, but you shouldn't be jumping all over the place where it's like, I want to gain 12 pounds. Now I want to lose 20 pounds. Now I want to go to art school. It's like, there's too many goals. There's too many directions and that doesn't help. It's fine to change your goals or adapt them, but if you're bouncing around all over the place, it's really hard to make progress in any one area. If you're trying to do 20 things at once, where if you, you narrow it down a little bit, you will get a lot farther. And then once you hit that goal, you can recalibrate towards the next goal or try the next thing, things like that. So, And that plays into that bigger picture of looking down the road a lot further. In 20 years, I want to be able to play sports with my kids and still be able to dunk a basketball and still feel athletic. So what do I have to do today, this week, this month, this year to be able to get me in that position? So knowing that longer term and being able to relate it to something that's really meaningful to you is going to make a huge difference in understanding the short term. And it really helps with your confidence. The more you tell people, the more you tell yourself. If you wake up every single morning and look in the mirror and tell you mirror your goal, then you tell your significant other your goal and you tell someone at work and you write it down every day. The chance, I don't, that's just so exponential. Your likelihood of achieving that and sticking towards that because you're keeping yourself accountable, you're being more confident in it, you're having other people keep you accountable, and your likelihood for success is just that much greater. You but had, I don't think most people do that. You had a great example of that this past year, or this past few months. I did, I did. So at the end of 2019, I wanted a career decision where I wanted to do something different than I currently was. And it was in the back of my head for, I guess I don't know how long, but you've been talking about it for, for a while leading up to it for a while but I never really told anyone this is what I want to do I need to make a change and here's what I'm going to do it by exactly because that puts that put the clock starts and the pressure kind of starts and you have to put your money to where your mouth is because I can tell you any single day I want to be the president I want to run a marathon I can do whatever I'm going to beat but LeBron one on one I know exactly <laughs> But until I start doing actions towards that, it doesn't really mean much. Exactly. So um, I told you and I told my girlfriend that, hey, I want to do something different with my career by, it was September 2020. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, we get into December of 2019, an opportunity came up that I couldn't resist and I had a new career opportunity 10 months ahead of time. And I don't think that would have happened if part of the reason what I did was tell you and tell Casey. And that really made a big difference for a really hard decision when we're talking about changing careers, much less something smaller in your life too. Absolutely, and it, it comes down to, you know, I, I think there's different things on beliefs and energies within the universe and things like that, but when you just, when you have something that you set a specific timeline on, you say, I'm gonna do this by September, here's why, here's what it means to me long term, and you have this vision of where you want your life to go, and then you start telling people about that, it just makes you so much more deliberate about your actions, it gets more momentum in your direction, and it just kinda of gets that snowball rolling down the hill, picking up steam, and I think it's something too where you, it just, like you said, it forces you to find a way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you have to have, I believe, 
consequences if it doesn't happen. Otherwise, why would you even do it? You know, who cares if it happens or not? So by telling you, I know you're going to hold me accountable. And if September comes and I'm I haven't done anything, yeah, you're going to get on me. You're going to not believe in me as much. You're not gonna, going to think I'm working as hard as I need to. Um, there's a disruption there that I don't want. That's a consequence for me is I don't want any of that negativity that, that I put in place because I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. Um, so telling the right person, you know, don't tell a random person on the street. Don't tell someone who doesn't have your best interests at heart. Um, don't, tell, someone, don't tell someone who's going to let you slack off either. Because, right. I mean, I, I think both of us or everybody has people in their lives that they love a ton, but they know would just let them slip and be like, oh, you're okay, or, you know, you're still working hard and whatever. Right. you got to find someone who's going to, you know, know what your vision is, your goals, and drive you towards it. Especially if you want to make a really big change. Mm-hmm. Because that is very hard, especially in 2020. I really believe society, we don't have a ton of struggles and challenges that other generations have had. So it is really easy to be comfortable and be okay with how life is now. And some people, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are trying to make a big change and make a difference and make a gamble and make a risk, it is a lot, it's almost harder to do now because life's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, my biggest problem every day is when my iPhone doesn't work. And that is <laughs> such a small problem in the grand scheme of things that I'm okay with it. But for me to make a career decision like that and go take a job in Stillwater at LTS Performance, that was a really hard decision, but it made it easier because I was held accountable by the people that care a lot about me. To, just to stay on that topic for a second, talking about LTS, um, talk just a little bit more about what the move means to you, what you're going to be seeing more as far as demographic, kind of where you're going to be at. Right. So my new position will be uh, kind of a dual role. Part of it will be strength and conditioning with athletes in the Stillwater area. The other part will be physical therapy, orthopedic physical therapy in the same sports performance facility. So it will change for me because before I was doing mostly physical therapy in my nine to five job with doing bold base stuff on the side. Brad and I are going to continue bold base but my, my day job will be a blend of some of the strength conditioning and physical therapy in a more sports-oriented field, which I've been wanting to do for a very long time and has always been kind of the peak of my interest when I, when I wanted to get into rehab and strength conditioning and PT was to work with athletes and help them not only stay healthy but get healthy if they get hurt as well. Yeah, I think it's a an awesome move and I'm super proud of you and happy with where you're going and it's an incredible facility and I think that Stillwater got a good one so um, thank you for sharing that but let's dive into a little bit more as far as the specifics of goal writing we have a little bit of you know research on the matter too Uh, one thing to start with is a Harvard business study found that three percent of graduates who had their MBA who wrote their goals down, ended up earning 10 times as much as the other 97% put together just 10 years after graduation. So that, that was something that I initially heard from a Tony Robbins uh, podcast or video or something mm-hmm. like that. But 
<laughs> what do you think about those numbers? That's just like insane. First of all, the three percent seems insanely low. That that that's how many that Harvard wrote there. MBA graduates. Right. So we're talking academically the elite of the elite to go through that program and graduate. I assume I haven't gone through that program, but I would assume this isn't a bunch of slackers. Right. Um, so three percent seems insanely low because you and I both write our goals down and. A lot of people, hopefully that we know, are working towards that but, or, or but do that. I'll pause there. How long have you been writing down your goals? Like actually writing down your goals? I actually started in undergrad. Did you? I remember sophomore year, I wrote a list of things I wanted to accomplish and I pinned it up on my bulletin board. Kept, some of it, was, kept it there all year? Some of it, Yeah, some of it was academic. Some of it was, I don't know if I had any sports related one. I was in intramural sports. Um, but... It was kind of like career sports. And I started doing that then, but it was just a list. It was things I think would be cool to do. There was no, I didn't write an actual plan. I didn't tell anyone about it. I didn't review them. Well, they were up there, but I didn't sit down and do a hard review all the time. So I started in undergrad. Okay. And then I've always kind of done a little bit. I'm goal oriented, I'm checklist oriented, I'm task oriented. That's how I get things done. If it doesn't get written down, I don't do it. So that's my first recall of, of okay. getting stuff done. That's cool. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I. as far as, like, I remember back to high school where I would write things down. Like, every day I would have, like, a sticky note. And you probably remember from when we lived together, just sticky notes all over my room. All over the place. <laughs> but I'm the same way. If I do just not... chicken scratch, too. You can't even read yeah, it. Yeah, so... it's not the best handwriting. Uh, it's not one of my strong suits. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would write down basically every single day back to, for sure, undergrad, I think maybe uh, late high school as well, as far as what I was going to accomplish that day. Um, you know, write... Even if it's something as small as, like, taking out the trash or doing the dishes or something really minor... I just, I'm the way where like, I need to get something down on paper because otherwise I'm either going to forget about it or I'm going to spend a bunch of time being like, oh yeah, what was that thing? And I remember having this thought when I was driving the car to the grocery store or whatever. And if I just, everything I write down. Now I just have a little um, one note on my phone where I'll just type it in there. Not while I'm driving, of course. Um, but so, so that's what I do. And I don't remember a time where I actually like wrote out my goals for the year necessarily. Like I remember I would write like, you know, winter breaks coming up in college where you get like that full month off, which is completely awesome. And I would write like, what do I want to accomplish in that month, in that month off as far as like weightlifting or over spring break or things like that. But as far as actually writing out my goals for the year, last year was my very first time I've ever done it. And how did that go for you? Good. Yeah, I mean, was it better than your day to day stuff? Was it different? Was it well? So I still did the day to day stuff. I would say it kept things in perspective better. I think it drove me more with the day to day. I definitely think in the past year that I made more moves towards the career and towards the life that I want than I've made in any previous year. So in that regard, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's really hard once you're outside of school because there's so many options. In school, there's a lot of options too, don't get me wrong, but you're, go- you're going to go to class, you're going to probably work a part-time job, you're going to probably find your major at some point and work towards that. You kind of always have this end goal. Once, you, once we graduate PT school, there's a billion things we could do mm-hmm. with our free time, with our work time, 
with our relationships, with our finances, with our sports endeavors. So it's even more important to narrow in on what you want to accomplish. Otherwise, you're just going to get lost. You're going to just do whatever else around you does, or you're going to try to do a million different things and never really get anywhere in one thing. So I think it's even more important that you start doing that now than back in, in high school or undergrad. But uh, it is a little bit different looking big picture because it's really hard in a year to know what you want or what you're going after. So having some of that foresight as well makes for a better goal setting program. And so do you actually get into like, so with this year, this year's goals or with last year, whatever, do you make like a vision board or do you just write them out with like progress notes or, or kind of what's your... I would love to have a huge like picture a full wall mm-hmm. at home that's a whiteboard and have the whole vision laid out. It's not realistic for me at this point in my life, but someday that's going to be I so it. I can see it. I do either on OneNote, we both use OneNote, um, or I do have, I bought a... Shout out to a, Microsoft. A small... <laughs> <laughs> I do have a small whiteboard at home that I started writing stuff down on. Um, but OneNote's been great because you can look at your phone, you can look at your computer, you can share with people, print it, whatever. And then within that, it will be goals. And then I do have a separate tab where it's actionable items towards those goals. How am I going to achieve those? So that's just a little bit easier to write out, check up day to day, revisit every now and then, rather than have them in a folder at home where you can only look at it when you're at home too. Nice. That's sweet. Yeah, I've been I've been meaning to make a vision board where I actually have images and things like that as far as the longer term. But for this year, it's it's an Excel doc, and it's like I said before, I have a column for each month for each goal, kind of progress moving in the right direction. The other thing I learned this last year is sometimes your goals are actually too small. And what I mean by that is, let's say next year I wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars, my goal should be a million dollars. And a million might sound insane because you don't have the capabilities of making that, but if you figure out a way to try and make a million dollars, you are easily going to hit $100,000, and your room for error is that much bigger, where you could hit $500,000 and only be 50% of that million dollar goal, but you're five times what your original goal was, versus shooting for exactly $100,000, and you better hit that 100%, otherwise you're, you're not going to hit it. So I learned in the last year that if you set your goals a lot bigger with the perspective of still hitting that original goal, you're going to hit that goal a lot easier because the systems you put in place are going to be a lot bigger and more successful. Yeah, your vision is going to be bigger. I like to, when you were talking, I was thinking of a book that I just read called Profit First. And one of the analogies that he uses in that book is a tube of toothpaste. So when you have the the whole tube of toothpaste, and you put it on your toothbrush and say it like, you know, you're just like more careless with it. Say the toothpaste falls off of the brush, you're just like, oh, okay, and you just put more on there and you wash the others down the sink and whatever. Um, And when you have the full tube, you don't have to be creative. You don't have to like, you know, use a bunch of different strategies. You're not as into it. When there's like nothing left in the toothpaste, I think back to when we had those little like, paperclip things or, or whatever on yep. the end of the mm-hmm. toothpaste to like keep it all rolled up and right. then all the paste at the front of the thing to dispense it and when you have just 
barely any toothpaste in there, you're going to find a bunch of different creative ways to get it out of there. Yeah. So when you hold yourself to, I'm going to make a million dollars next year, you're, you're basically making that tube of toothpaste so much smaller and you have to be so much more creative to get there and your vision is just going to be so much bigger and you're going to use so many different strategies versus having the full tube and setting your goals exactly at what you're aiming for. Right. So like going back to high school, when I was playing high school sports, all I wanted to do was play varsity sports. That's my, my only goal was I want to make the varsity football team, I want to make the varsity basketball team, I want to make like varsity track. Mm-hmm. Those are my goals. That was really important to me, and that would have been really fun. I did some of those. Basketball didn't quite work out. But if I would have set my goals for I want to be All-State, I want to play Division One, having that kind of mindset would have changed, I believe, my actions and my confidence and my thought processes on how to attack playing those sports a lot differently. And I wish I would have had the foresight back then to make my goals bigger so my actions would have hopefully followed through a lot better. What's the one thing you always say where it's people tend to underestimate, or no, they tend to overestimate what they can do in a year and drastically underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Right. So looking at my decade interview, a lot of people did that, at least on Twitter. 10 years ago, I wasn't even graduating high school. I know. So I went through everything I've done, high school, undergrad, grad school. That's three huge things in a decade. So 10 years ago, I was 17 doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I couldn't even envision what I'm doing now because it's just, it's so far ahead, you have no idea. So... When, you're, when you think 10 years from now, 2030, sounds really far away, but so much can be done by then. Yes, you can think you can do way too much in a year, but in a decade, a lot can happen in a decade. And we're excited to see where we're going to go. We're going to see where our listeners are going to go. 2030, tune in. 2030, January 1st. We'll have updated goals. <laughs> but to circle back a little bit on the goals and the goal writing, there was another study in 2018 by Statista, it was a survey, and they found that only 4%, 4% of people stuck with their New Year's resolution for a year. What percent of those 4% do you think wrote down their goals? Gosh, I'm biased. I'm probably going to say 85. I don't know the answer, but 3% of the Harvard study wrote down their goals and achieved them. So 4% actually hit their goals. I would say a lot of them probably wrote them down yeah. and made a plan for it, like yeah. we've been talking about this whole time. Absolutely. So when it does come to goal writing, you know, we've talked a lot about different strategies. I think that there it can be summarized into four main things. So the first one is kind of do a little soul search, do a little self-reflection on the why behind the goal that you're trying to achieve or behind the resolution that you're trying to achieve that year. And if you can get real deep and real honest with yourself, about the motivation behind the goal, you're going to have a much deeper appreciation and much deeper desire to actually be able to achieve it, making it more likely to happen. Another thing is review the long-term goals often. So like we talked, whether it's a vision board or you know whatever it might be for kind of that, that longer-term understanding of where you want your life to go and what you want you know your experience on this planet to be, then you can break it down into a decade thing, year thing, month thing, week thing much more easily, and you have that bigger driving factor. So again, review the long-term, the vision, the big life picture much more often, and I think that'll help. Um, Kind of 
same thing but but opposite of that is making more short-term intermediate goals in order to reach your goals or having a check-in process like we talked about so if your goals for 2020 are xyz then you should you know have a short-term goal of what's one twelfth of xyz and have that in the first month or each quarter you check in or half a year whatever it might be but having some short-term intermediate things to get you there i think helps a lot because then you're able to like we talked about recalibrate you know here i'm falling behind or hey i'm ahead of schedule maybe my other goal we didn't even talk about that like what if at the end of two months into the year you're like damn i'm almost at my year-long goal well then make that goal bigger otherwise you're just gonna slack for the next 10 months it's a subconscious thing even if you don't think you will like that's just human nature exactly you gotta update those goals and if you know like for us we're really busy september through march that's when we get a lot of work done at bold base we get a lot of time together we get a lot of podcasts done so we know during those times we got to be operating you know as as best as possible because in the summer things slow down a little bit at least last summer it did but in the winter we really get after it so it's not always linear it's not every month is going to be the same but on months that are are more productive you might need to change your goals to reflect that if things slow down understand why they're slowing down but yes definitely you have to react to how fast or how slow you're progressing yeah another another key thing is having those action steps that you did a good job of covering early on in the podcast and then the last one would just be to tell somebody your goals so somebody that you trust somebody that's really going to hold you accountable um you know I, I would like to thank you for being one of those people for me where i know that if i tell you i'm going to do something and then i'm not taking the actionable steps towards doing it you're going to call me on my shit and I think that that's really important for everybody to have. So those, those are the main things. Make sure you tell somebody, reflect on the why, have longer-term vision goals, have shorter-term goals, and have an action statement or action plan for how you're going to get there. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Um, 2020 is going to be a big year. We're really excited about what's to come. Hopefully you guys learned something from today. Hopefully some of you want to go and write your goals down now. And evidently, based on the research, you'll be more likely of achieving them by writing them down. So thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Please leave a rating and review as that helps support the show. And let's continue to grow together and change the system.